Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, Tuesday, July 24th. Training camp is here. You know when the, the TV is talking about training camp, that you know the training camp is here. And I'm not talking about the NFL Network. Nobody needs to be watching that. What you need to be watching is CBS Sports HQ, baby. Because we got the, we got the star of CBS Sports HQ on this very podcast today. I'm Will Brinson. This is our daily podcast, Monday through Friday. If you like it, if you love it, uh, review and rate it on iTunes. Tell a friend, subscribe. We, we're climbing the rankings, and it's probably all because we could keep having Pete Prisco on the show. Pete, what's up, man? What is up? Ready you, to hit the road this week. Where uh, give uh, okay? So I got an email from somebody who wants to know not where you're going to be, but when you're going to be on HQ. Can you provide that information for us as yeah. of Tuesday? Uh, Thursday. Well, I'm going to be on tonight talking about my, uh, well, well, people are, people are listening on Tuesday. We're recording this on Monday. I'll be on Tuesday. No, not Thursday with Matt Ryan. I think on Thursday, we got an interview with Matt Ryan on Thursday, I think. Um, then I'm doing hits from Atlanta. See if Julio shows up or not. Mm -hmm. Then Friday we're traveling. No, Friday we're actually watching practice. And then we head to Minnesota, but I don't know what now. I got to not sure what that schedule is going to be like on Saturday with the horrible death of Tony Sperano. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, I mean, so, R.I.P. to him. Uh, well, but, uh, yeah, oh yeah, it's sad, sad story on Tony Sperano. Condolences. Uh, but yeah, so I will be uh, in Minnesota on Saturday, and then off to Green Bay for Monday practice. I'll be on HQ on from Green Bay on Monday. I will be. In Los Angeles, doing Rams on Wednesday for HQ, and then Thursday Chargers. So I get five teams right out of the gate. That's good. That's a lot of uh, that's a lot of contenders right there. And I, um, good ones, you know. We all of us uh, elite. We travel in, in the same circle, so we all kind of hang together. No, I just <laughs> just so happy that the Falcons were opening early, and the, the Julio Jones story is a big story. Plus, they're a good football team. And then uh, the Vikings, I wasn't, I was going there anyways because of Kirk Cousins. But now all this stuff happened. It's sadly, it's a, you know, they got to go through some stuff up there. And then uh, always got to go to Green Bay. If you're going to Minnesota, you got to go to Green Bay. It's a hop, skip, and a jump. And then, uh, you know, the Rams and Chargers together, they're in this, sure. within you know 20 miles of each other or 15 miles of each other. It's easy to go do so. Uh, and plus, those teams are always very good to me. I mean, look, I go to places where people are where the staffs help me, and and I know guys, and they're very helpful to me. Well, you know a lot of people because you've been doing this for a long time. Hundred years, I think. I just, I just think this is my. I'm starting. This is my hundredth year covering training camp. <laughs> no, seriously, how many years is it? Oh God, my first. Well, this is like, this is this like my I, eighth or ninth season. So you're up to like. I go to. I used to go to camps. In when I was working at the newspaper in Jacksonville before the Jaguars were there, so they started in '95, and I've been probably. My first Super Bowl was 89, so I probably went to camps in early 90s, so 90, 91. Wait, so that means you're approaching? 30. Oh, my God. So not this Super Bowl, but the next Super Bowl will be your 30th, right? What, 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 Did you what, go, did, was your first one the 89 season or the was, 89 Super Bowl? 49ers Broncos. What year was that? 49ers Broncos. Uh, I think they Oh, they put 55 you. on them, and they were screaming how much, how happy they were. They got the speed limit. That's how long ago that was. <laughs> that was the uh, that was played in January of 1990, 55 to 10. So that was season. So next season will be my 30th season covering the NFL. That is incredible, man! What a what a hero you are, Pete. 
um, and you're still podcasting. You've, you've revolutionized your game. That's what makes you. That's what makes you such a great. Uh, Funny. I mean, I was a beat guy who hacked around trying to find news stories for all those years. For actually, before that, I was a guy who followed the expansion process. I went to every owners' meeting there was, and just for a little nibble, well, Jacksonville get a team, and everybody used to look at me like, "What are you doing here?" And I said, "They're gonna. They might end up getting one," and they ended up getting one. So. It was uh, that's actually where I got to meet a lot of people in the league. Mm, Roger Goodell. That's right. Roger Goodell was a young, young, young pup in the league when uh, back in the day when I was covering it. And we used to call him the boy who would become commissioner. We well, did. You, you weren't you weren't wrong about that. <laughs> he didn't like it though. He didn't want that. He didn't really? like it. We, I still kid him about that. I go, Roger, remember we used to call you the boy who would become commissioner, and he didn't like it because he didn't think he thought if everybody kept saying that all us young guys that were covering the league. Then he would never get a chance to get it. So he, he, the boy who became commissioner. That's incredible. Um, man, that that is a long time. Well, uh, that, that you know, like we say, you che- you're checking out some contenders. Uh, the one team I noticed you you're not stopping by. Maybe the, maybe you're coming back through later. But Jacksonville, I'm getting them in the second in the third wave. Okay, because Jacksonville, we talked about the Jaguars last week. People like that podcast. People really might like what you have to say about the Jaguars. Um, as we get into the show, we talk about your. You played out the entire season. That, that article is up on CBSSports.com. You can, if, you, if you're on Twitter, you can go to at PriscoCBS, and he's got a link for it there. I've retweeted it too. Um, play out every game and see how the season unfolds. We'll get to that in a minute. Let's get to some news first. Uh, Josh Gordon of the Cleveland Browns, who has played in, I believe, five games since the end of the 2014 season because of suspensions, whether. Um, you know, the NFL suspended him 10 games at the start of, uh, start of he's been suspended a bunch. He got suspended a full year, came back for the final five games of last season, looked pretty good. Apparently, by all accounts, has been sober, has been clean. Um, is People are expecting very big things from coming into 2018. And on, and on Monday morning, he tweeted out that he is taking he is not going to be present at the start of Brown's training camp. Uh, I know that Adam Schefter of ESPN has reported that it is not a failed drug test. It is simply Gordon trying to make sure he gets keeps himself right as he prepares for the season. How on a scale of one to ten, how concerning is this for you? Well, it's concerning because anytime a guy's been suspended that many times, anytime something like this comes up, it's got to be concerning. Now, for me, and this is the cynic in me. Okay, uh, I know Chapter reported there's nothing, no relapse mm-hmm. or anything, but did he have a private relapse? And by that, I mean. Did he realize himself that he was going in the wrong direction and he needed to curtail it? If he did, I give him a lot of credit. I mean, I, I really do. If this is something that he said, oh, wait a second, I'm going down the wrong path. Let me straighten this out as quickly as I can. I can see where I'm going. Uh, maybe it's with alcohol and it's not something that's banned or whatever. But so, yeah, I, I think that is we give him if that's the case, then I give him a lot of credit. The other theory I have is something happened. Not a, not a, maybe not a slip up, but maybe he had a few drinks or something, and did something happen that hasn't been reported yet? Mm-hmm. That, that, or is maybe this is just a guy that realizes where he is in life, and when he needs, he feels himself going in the wrong direction, he fixes it. Let, let's hope that's the case, because if that's the case, he'll still be playing football this year. If he failed the test or something else happened, then this could be the end of the road for Josh Gordon. And we, I want to see him on the field. I think he's a great player. He's a t- tremendous player. I mean, look, he, you know, he. He came into the league, I think, in the 2012 supplemental draft, was the second-round pick by the Browns out of Baylor, had struggled with disciplinary stuff and, 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 and drug issues while in college, comes in the NFL, plays pretty well in his rookie year, and then leads the league in receiving 
with 1,646 yards in 2013. It was an incredible. He only played 14 games. Like it was an incredible performance. And he just had. He's just one of those guys. You know what he reminds me of is uh, you know Josh Hamilton um, from baseball. The you know who's drafted yeah. by the drafted by the Rays and eventually won an MVP with the Rangers. Reminds me of that a little bit. Yeah, he kept relapsing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, look, addiction is a tough thing. It's it's an amazing thing. So, uh, look, let's hope he gets help that he needs from a personal standpoint. And, and you know, the Browns fans got to hope that he can get help and gets fixed. And if he's you know, indeed slipping in the wrong direction, he caught it the right time and he comes back and he's playing football again. Is this a – I almost used the wrong word there, but is this a, a stark reminder of just how tricky it can be getting excited about a team – in June and July, because you know you start to get to training camp, it's everybody's like, "Oh, the Browns! Browns can make a playoff run. Browns can be a dangerous little team in the AFC." And then all of a sudden, you realize that if uh, Josh Gordon is not what they expected him to be, look, he was getting drafted. He's getting drafted in the third round of fantasy leagues. People are expecting very big things from him this year. If he's not there, then all of a sudden you have Corey Coleman and Jarvis Landry and David Njoku. And that offense just feels a little bit different, right? There's another name there to keep an eye on. They drafted Antonio – ironically, they drafted Antonio Galloway out of Florida, who's had all kinds of problems at the University of Florida. But if he could – if he can straighten himself out and and has indeed straightened himself out, then he's he's got big-time potential. So he's a guy to keep an eye on if, if, uh, you know, Gordon can't play. But I I think when you look at this, I I hope – again, I said it earlier. I hope that it's just one of those situations where you realize what's up he needed to pull back a little bit, and then he'll be okay. I, I just, I wonder about it, though. I really do. No, I'm, I'm with you. It is, it is, it is certainly the timing is certainly interesting and certainly concerning if you are a fan of the Browns. Uh, better news ahead for Giants and Cardinals, and potentially even Bills fans. We'll get to the first two, and then get to the Bills in a second. But uh, both Odell Beckham and David Johnson showed up on time for camp and appear to be. Um, in sort of, and I think they're different cases. To me, when I look at with Odell, I, like both guys want new contracts, right? We we know that um, with Odell Beckham, it, it feels like to me, and and this flies in the face of everything that you've ever taught me about life, Pete Briscoe. But uh, it feels like Odell Beckham is willing to show up and play the role of the good soldier in order to get paid without actually getting paid first. Risky move, right? Yeah, but. That's the way the Giants act. There are some organizations mm-hmm. that you have to do that kind of thing, and the Giants are one of them. If you show good faith to the New York Giants and show up and do your job and play your football, they will take care of you. They will. They will take care of him. So I think it's a smart move on Odell Beckham's job, Odell Beckham's situation. It's also maybe he has a wink-wink deal with the team that you know we don't know about yet, that you know you come in, you do your stuff, and by the time the season rolls around, we'll give you a new deal. That's sort of what I've been thinking too. Now, I mean, you got to remember, in the preseason last year, he, that's when he initially suffered his ankle injury, I think playing against the Browns in a preseason game. And so you've got to be a little bit careful. That's the one that led to a broken ankle that derailed the season. But, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on the wink-wink thing. I think that there is some sort of unsaid agreement where it's like, look, Odell, stop being someone who makes the media ask us questions and be the guy who is the face of the franchise, um, you know, Eli's number one target, a leader in the, in the locker room. Be that guy leading up to the season. Get ready to play the way you've always played, and we'll make sure you're taken care of. Um, you know, I, uh, I I do. I am curious too what you think. So, and I got to make an apology from yesterday's podcast. I for some reason thought that DeAndre Hopkins was under 25, 25 or under. He's twenty six. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Uh, my bad. I almost 
didn't include Odell Beckham in my top in my 25 or under list and he's easily the top wide receiver but who if you had to pick two receivers or three receivers and one's got to be a slot guy for under 25 for for a 25 or under team and you got Odell Beckham, Mike Thomas, Mike Evans, Stefan Diggs, uh Tyreek Hill and Juju Smith-Schuster, which two guys are you going with and then which slot guy? I'd go with Odell Beckham mm-hmm. and Who'd you say the other one was? Mike Thomas, Mike Evans, or Stephon Diggs? Mike, Mike Thomas. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I went with. I did. Um, I think I, I think I actually knocked Diggs off. Oh, I went with Brandon Cooks and Mike Evans for the second team instead of Diggs. What do you think about that? Uh, I'd probably put Diggs in there. Cooks has been more productive, but I think Diggs might have more upside. I think Tyreek Hill's speed, though, and I do something wonderful with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, wait, would you go with um, – Tyreek Hill or Juju Smith-Schuster as your slot receiver? Tyreek Hill. Okay, I had Tyreek Hill first team and then Juju second team. Yeah, I'd take Tyreek Hill because I'd I'd get in the ball in space and use that speed a lot. It's pretty wild how loaded the young receiver groups are. I mean, that 2014 class, all those guys, Sammy Watkins hadn't played great his entire career, but all those guys from 2014 are are still 25 or under, um, and they're really coming of age. I mean, this is an incredible group of receivers out there in general. But, you know, I mean, the running backs are pretty good, too. Is there anybody from a defensive standpoint? I'm writing that up now. Um, the, the, the three easiest, I think, for me were Marshawn Lattimore and Jalen Ramsey at cornerback and then Joey Bosa um, at defensive end. Was there anybody that pops out to you as a 25 or under defensive player? Miles Jack will be on that list. Yes, Miles Jack will be on that list. Um, Tack McKinley will be on that list. Oh, yeah. Actually, let me ask you this, Pete, because I'm trying. I'm trying to formulate this now. How would you set up? Like you always talk about doing this with your All Pro awards. How would you set up the defensive scheme? Like, would you have two defensive tackles and three edge guys, or you know what I mean? I'd have two defensive tackles, two pass rushers, edge guys, two linebackers, and five defensive backs. Uh, I like that. That's the play. Yeah. Well, I mean, the problem is, like, you don't want to do a thing where you have two DNs. Count the edge guys, though. Yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying? But, like, you don't want to have, like, two defensive tackles, two DNs, and then three linebackers, and you can only have four, three outside linebackers. No, I would have two linebackers and then uh, five defensive backs. I like that. All right, I'm going to go with that. And, um, your nickel 67% of the time. That's, uh, you know, that's yeah. or 66, 65, 67% of the time. That's, that's where you want your guys. That's how you, so that's how they, that's how they should choose the all pro team, too. Right. Well, that way you can include a guy like Tack. All right. So who'd your edge guys be then for under 25? Cause you, that means you, you, you're talking about you got Bosa in there. Well, Yannick Ngagwe would be one of them. Ngagwe's on that list. What about Daniil Hunter? What about, um, let Bosa, if my guys would be Bosa. And Yannick Ngagwe. That would be my guys. And then second team, maybe Hunter. is Tack McKinley. I think Tack McKinley is going to be a star. Yeah, you've mentioned that. I like that. I, I, I think the Falcons are going to be really good. They are going to be really good. Their over-unders moved up to nine and a half now, according to Vegas. That is substantial. Um, people are not. People don't think the Cardinals, speaking of birds in the NFC, people don't think the Cardinals are going to be very good, but they got some good news because David Johnson is going to be there. Are you surprised that as a running, as a running back who's coming off a serious injury – who was drafted in the third round and didn't get that big first-round contract, are you surprised to see him showing up and playing the role of good soldier? No, that's who he is as a kid. Mm. He's going to go play football and let his talents do the talking. I, 
you know, it wasn't like he's coming off a leg injury. He's coming off a wrist injury. So it's not, you know what I mean? If he was coming off a leg injury, it might be, he might be less apt to go in there at this time, but he's coming off a wrist injury. That's not something that's going to bother you your entire career. I don't think to the point where you're going to keep you on the sideline. So, uh, no, and, and they love him. The team loves him. I, he'll, he will get his deal. He will get a mega deal from the Cardinals. Do you, do you, he does what he thinks he's going to do, which is a thousand and a thousand. Good Lord. You think he'll get the deal after the season or before? During. During? I, they sort of, and we talked about the suspension for Steve Kime. How much of how much of a logistical issue is that? Can Terry McDonough effectively negotiate that contract, or does that have to go through Kime and then through Bidwell? And you know, I, I don't think they. That's why I don't think it'll get done before the season. A. Right. That's what I was thinking too. So that they they, have, he probably have, knows that. They have a good cap guy that runs that place too. Um, and by the way, David Johnson, twenty six already. It's kind of up there. That that you need to go ahead and get paid if you're uh, if you're David Johnson. Oh yeah, who uh, on the under twenty five thing. Or twenty five or under, who would you take as your quarterback? I believe the top three options would be Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, and Jared Goff. I think Wentz. Yeah, I took Wentz over Watson. I take Wentz and then Goff and then Watson, mm-hmm. and then Mahomes. Really? I think Mahomes is going to be a star. I mean, you're not alone in that. I do too. But you would take him fourth. Where would where would Mariota, Marcus Mariota, and Jameis Winston slot in that group? How old are they now? They're twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah, yeah. I, be Mariota and Winston are kind of. They've had their chance to show me more, and they haven't. Sure. Both of them. Mariota was bad last year. He didn't play very well. He had Thirteen touchdowns and fifteen picks. He was terrible. But the offense was terrible too. In fairness to him, so. Yeah. Uh, and this is a big year for both those guys. I think. I I I think it's just fascinating how they moved. Um, like how they moved along in those rankings, because you would have had both Winston and Mariota going into twenty eight, going into twenty seventeen above Jimmy Garoppolo, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Deshaun Watson. You know, uh, one for you, Marcus Mariota wasn't better than Blake Bortles last year. <laughs> That's a. That, would you take if you were starting a franchise? Would you take Mariota or Bortles? It's closer than you think, but I take Mariota. Okay, good. That that was that Mariota was it, but he didn't play better than Bortles last year. There's wow. no denying that. Wow. Have you read uh, Jimmy Gar- the the Jimmy Garoppolo puff piece or whatever it is? Which one? On Bleacher Report. No, I didn't see it. What was it? It's just Jimmy Garoppolo opening up for the first time since he got in San Francisco, and he's like, he's like, um, you know, he's like. He, you know, he he says stuff like I you know I I took the mindset I was going to take Brady's job da 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 um you know he's like you know he's like yeah you believe in yourself that's the best way to put it so you're going up to Tom Brady and saying I'm better than you I'm not stupid you have to pick your battles but I had belief in myself that I could do certain things and it's always worked out pretty well that's not really the I mean it's not that surprising that he would say he believed he was better than Brady right no I would say the same thing if I were him but. But reality is, he's not even close. Okay, I'm not, <laughs> uh, look, I like Jimmy Garoppolo, but we gotta slow the roll on Jimmy and Deshaun Watson. I mean, we had the sample size way too small to be rushing these guys to start them. I mean, I really do believe that. I mean, you know, and I said I would take Mahomes, and he hasn't he played one game, but I'm taking that as a projection. I don't know, and, and a lot of this stuff with Jimmy Garoppolo and and. What was Jimmy Garoppolo threw seven touchdown passes and five interceptions last year, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. Not like he lit it up and he schemed the heck out of the Jaguars to get a bunch of those touchdowns. 
Um, they were throws that you could make, Brinson. I mean, look, I like Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he's going to be a good player, but top 100 player already? That's ridiculous. And then as far as Deshaun Watson, we don't know what he's going to be like. I love what I saw last year, but he's coming off an ACL, a second one. We don't know if he's going to be able to move around like he did. And when you can't move around that way, your game changes. And he's smart enough. I think he can change with it. And I think he's going to be a good quarterback. But let's slow on these young guys. I mean, aromatically, well, Mitch Trubisky is going to be the next Jericho. No, he's not. There's no saying he's going to be. We don't know. We didn't know Goff. A year ago, you thought Goff was a bust. That's true. Everybody, everybody thought, thought Goff was toast. It wasn't even worth him they playing out his career. Sunk. They thought Gurley was a bad pick. Right? Because he was coming off a mediocre season at best. So I just think sometimes with these quarterbacks, we rush him. Neither one of them deserves to be a top 100 player right now. By next year, that could change. But I I think we need to slow the roll on these two. Um, Speaking of slowing the roll, you slowed the roll on the 49ers pretty heavily when you played out the season. Again, you can go to CBSSports.com and check this out. You can uh, can go to CBSSports.com backslash live to watch video that will be up on there about Pete talking with Nick Costos and Jamie Eisenberg about this, but you play out every single game. You've been doing this for five years now. I'm surprised you didn't come up with it sooner, but you literally predict a score for every single game. And I know that you're a big enough psychopath where you actually think through in your mind how these games play out, right? Of course. I mean, and clearly they're not going to play out the way I pick them to play out, but that's right. a whole other story. But, you know, because you can't go in when you're doing a predict, it's hard to do a prediction where you pick 49 to 9 or 49, you know what I mean? That's right. hard to do, but that happens. So you don't get them, you know, you don't, it's hard to figure them out. But yeah, I, I, I went through, I did it a bunch of different times. I went through, I calculated them. And then if I saw the numbers, I calculated them. I go, God, that team's not going to be that good or that bad. I go back and look at some of the games. I go, okay, well, maybe this isn't a game they will win. And then I go, no, they're going to win that game. And I, Keep them at the same thing. And it was it was tough to do this year. It really was because there's so many good teams in the NFC and not so many good teams in the AFC. So it was kind of hard to do some of those some of those teams. No, I, I agree with you completely. Do you think there's any chance that flips on us in the middle of the season? Because it kind of flipped last year. Not like we knew the AFC would be terrible. But, I mean, like all of a sudden the NFC was just loaded. And nobody really I, – I just have a hard time. I think there are – in fact, they're the, they're the teams you put in the playoffs from the NFC. It's and that is the Packers. This is your list of NFC seeds: Packers one, Falcons two, Rams three, Eagles four, Vikings five, Saints six. I have a hard time seeing those teams just completely melting down. Now, me too. It, me too. And that's why I went very chalky with that. And we know better. There's going to be one or two teams that we don't see in the playoffs that are going to be in there. But but when I played it out, it's hard for me. Where does that team come from? Is it the Cowboys? Is it the Giants? Is it the Redskins? And I played out the Redskins. I put them 6-10, and I like the Redskins. I just, when I played it out, it played out they were 6-10. I wanted to make the Redskins 8-8, but I didn't. When I played it out a couple times, I just couldn't. No, you had Redskins 7-9 and and Giants 6-10. 7-9, yeah. Yeah, but still, yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah, like you had a bunch of, I think what happens is you look at these teams. You can look at these teams like the Redskins or the Giants, the Bears, the 49ers, the, you know, whoever it is, and you can get excited about it. But then once you start going through the schedule and they have to play the Rams and the Eagles and the Vikings and the Saints, and you're like, like, this just isn't going to happen. There's no way this team is going to get the 10 wins. And I think you have to get the 10 wins to make the playoffs in the NFC. Like Seattle. I have Seattle with a bad record. Five right? and 11. 
look at read their schedule, Brinson. I want you to do it. You play it out, buddy. And you tell me where you see them. <laughs> Bring it up real quick. Because uh, I, I, I wanted to make them better than because I I don't think they're going to be five and eleven, but they played out that way. But go ahead. So their schedule is so brutal to start. It's at Broncos. Right. I think they lose that game. Sure. At Bears. Couldn't win it. Yeah. Then but can, they could lose that. Well, so I like to look at it in chunks of four. So I think you're at Broncos, at Bears, Cowboys at home, and at Cardinals. I think they go two and two there, but they could definitely be one and three over that stretch. Correct. Right. Um, right. Then you have the Rams at home and at the Raiders going into the bye. So you're looking at probably and three and three best case. Right. So two and four probably. So two and four. You come out at the Lions. They could at Lions, Chargers at home. At the Rams and then the Packers at home. That is, I mean, that's a brutal. That's a brutal, brutal four-game stretch. Right. They could easily go one and three in that stretch, and it wouldn't. It wouldn't be because they're a bad team. They just have tough matchups. You got them to three wins now. Then, right? No, you got them to. Uh, I have yeah, three eight. wins. Yeah. Uh, then at Panthers, 49ers okay. at home, Vikings at home, and at 49ers. So two and two in that stretch. So that gets you to five. Yeah, and then Chiefs and Cardinals at home. They could win those last two games. But that's right. still seven and nine at best. I, and, that, and I had him at five um, because I think I had him getting off to a really slow start. So, um, yeah, I just they could be a team that makes my whole thing look crappy, though. But, but they, Pete, they could be one and five going into their week seven bye. I mean, like, I, it's not even crazy. It could also um, give the ball to Russell Wilson and he plays out lights out and throws the ball for five thousand yards and they win more games than we think, too. What I mean, was what was the team that surprised you more than anything when you saw their record when you were done? That was one of them. The Redskins was another. I, mean, I thought the Redskins because I I I'm kind of intrigued by the Redskins. I, I like the Redskins a lot, but you know and I, the Bears and the Forty ers I'm not buying them yet. I'm not buying. I think they're a year away. I think next year is going to be a great year for both teams. I think if you're the Bears fan and the Forty ers fan, just be enjoy what you get this year. And you will be a, a playoff team in 2019. Well, I think the key with the Bears and the 49ers is, well, the 49ers, you want to see something. You want to build on that five-game stretch with Jimmy G down the down, you know, in 20, 2018. And if you're the Bears, you want to you want to see. Like I think it's a huge deal that Mitchell Trubisky looks good in Matt Nagy's offense. Because I mean, if he if I think he will, because I I like how he works in the, the construct of a Kansas City style offense and I think they put the good pieces around him. But, you know, we talked about the Bears before. Their their cornerbacks aren't very deep. Or Brady Quinn and I actually did. You know, their their defense has some serious holes in it that and the division is so tough that it's 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 easy to get excited about them in the offseason. And then it's even easier to see them just getting beaten down by that division and, you know, you deal with some injuries on the defensive side of the ball and you don't have the the, you know, you don't have Todd Gurley like the Rams did last year. You don't have Sean McVay. I mean, it's 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 not hard to imagine a situation where they don't pull off this amazing season. Yeah, but they're also the Bears are in a division with four teams, and three of them are better than them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like the like if Aaron Rodgers plays 16 games, then you are and you're in the NFC North. Then there are two remaining playoff spots. That you are able to get, and most other teams, are, you know, you know what I mean. Like most other teams are battling for three. Like either Aaron Rodgers will win that division, or I mean, if and if he plays sixteen games and he doesn't win the division, that means you you could the only way you're getting in the playoffs if you're the Lions or the Bears is probably with that second NFC wild card. 
Yeah, and you look at the Niners. Niners have some questions. I mean, who's the pass rusher? I know they got good down players, but they don't have a great pass rusher. Um, right. You know, I think Armstead and and Buckner and Thomas potentially as a pass rusher, but um, the secondary. I mean, is Sherman can play anymore. Who knows? I mean, you think he can? Is the uh, is the yeah. running game going to be great? The other corners are an issue. I mean, who are the big play wide receivers? I mean. Garcon's a good player, but is he a star receiver? Good when he can run, but he, he's you know, that's about what he is. Um, you know, and, and look, their offensive line is Richburg will help at center. Um, there, there are questions at the guard spots, I think. I, they like Tomlinson. But for, see, for me, I just think that we're rushing this team. I think this is a year where they kind of feel their way into – what I have them going, 7-9? Seven 7-9. And nine. Seven and nine. That, yeah, and then next year they're an 11-win team. Wow, that's a big jump. Yeah. Um, what about the Carolina Panthers? You had them seven and nine. People, people in Carolina won't like that. No, they won't. But that division is brutal. Yeah. It I is. Mean, and their and their schedule's tough too, if I remember correctly. They got a pretty tough schedule. I mean, you got you got the six games in the division, which is tough to begin with. I want to say there. I looked at their schedule. A couple of like a, my dad had called me and said, which game. Should I? He's like, I get to pick one game to use your your cousins our cousins tickets. He's like, which game should I go to? And I was like, I would go to the Cowboys opener because both teams there's gonna be the the atmosphere will be electric. Both teams will be excited. You know, you're not gonna get burnt down the road. And there, there's some games that are questionable. Um, I mean, they get the Cowboys at home, Falcons on the road, and Bengals at home before their week four bye. It's probably two and one, maybe one and two, maybe two three and one. And yeah. Two and one, I think. And then they got the Giants. At Redskins, at Eagles, and that's then the, the Ravens. That's the bad stretch there. They get the Bucks, right? Is that at mm-hmm. home? Bucks at home. And then at Steelers. On at a short Lions. Week. Yep. At Lions. Seahawks at, at home. At Bucks. At Browns. The one that'll piss people off is I had them at Cleveland losing to the Browns late Oof. in the season. That, that, that it's not off the table at all. I mean, if the Browns are better. And then they do close they close with Saints at home, Falcons at home, at Saints. That's rough. Yeah, they got that schedule's brutal. They're gonna they're gonna go just like I said. I think they win seven games. Hmm. I mean, the thing is, like, if you're Carolina and you get to that point of the season with three with three weeks left, and you're seven and six, you know you control your own destiny. I mean, you know what I mean? Like you like you go into the final three weeks of the season against with the Saints twice and the Falcons once. And if you're seven and six or even six and seven. There's a pretty right. good chance you can flip the division, so that's what you got to do. Yeah. yeah, went out and you get in. Uh, all right, let's get to your Super Bowl pick. You didn't have the huevos to put the Jaguars actually winning the Super Bowl, but you did put them in the Super Bowl. Your final four teams, if I'm reading this right, Falcons at the Packers in the NFC Championship game, and Jaguars hosting the Patriots. Ooh, Jaguars hosting Based the Patriots on the fact that they beat them in Week Two. Mm. Because they both finished thirteen and three, and so I have them both going thirteen and three and playing in the championship game in Jacksonville. And I think this time around in Jacksonville, that place will be jumping. That defense will be ferocious. I think they win. Hey, again, I watched last week. It was on again the other night. I watched <laughs> the championship game. They had no business losing that game. None, no. zero, zippo. I mean, if They're- if if Stephon Gilmore doesn't break up that pass late, or if my or if the refs don't screw up the Miles Jack play. Or was it? Didn't you say the ball? That's why they, you know, that's why they went and got Norwell. They went and got Norwell because in the fourth quarter of that game, it's third, fourth quarter of that game, they couldn't run the ball. Yep. That's why they went and signed Norwell. If they get a lead, they want to run the ball. 
run well, the ball. They got the they ball. got really Nathaniel Hackett got really predictable in that second half, and it's not it's not unusual for an NFL coordinator to to have a lead in a huge game and pound the ball. But it was very. I would, I would venture a guess that he was told to do that. I would I would venture a guess that you were accurate, and he might have been told to do that by not just his direct boss, but even his boss's boss. Right. They they wanted to run the ball and try and eat the clock and hold on for dear life. Hey, look, if you have this star-studded defense that you're supposed to have, you're supposed to win in the fourth quarter with a 10-point lead. I don't care if it's Tom Brady. Yeah, I'm I'm just saying they got predictable in in Belichick. They had them third and 18. They win the game if they stop third and 18. Yep. Um, To walk me through those two, so you got got Jacksonville beating New England in Jacksonville. That place would be rowdy as hell. And then you got the, uh, the Packers barely sneaking out a win over the Falcons in Green Bay. That's the Aaron Rodgers factor right there. I, look, I think the Packers are going to be much better on defense with Mike Pettin calling defensive signals and being much more aggressive. Their secondary will be better. They will be a better defense. And then when you look at, at that offense, you know it's going to be better because he's back. And when he's back, and those young backs are all going to be good players too. So when he's back, I think they're going to, you know, obviously be very, Jimmy Graham will help him in the middle of the field. They're going to be good on offense. And the Falcons, I, people are sleeping on the Falcons. I agree. They probably should have beat the Eagles on the road last year in the playoffs. I mean, you know, a couple plays here and there. The one play, Keanu Neal dropped an interception by Foles to right to his stomach, and they were in with the lead. Uh, and then late in the game, the, the play calling on the goal line was awful. They should have won that game, and I think they probably go into New Orleans or actually would have been into Minnesota as it worked out yep. and uh, um, beat the Vikings. But the, the bottom line is they're – Really going to be much better on offense, I think. I think he's going to be much more comfortable than Sarkeesian offense this time around, Matt Ryan. And then, two, I think that defense has a chance to be special. you got Tack McKinley and Vic Beasley is going back to his normal position, rushing the passer, and you got Grady Jarrett inside. Those young linebackers are all getting better, and they're faster. Uh, to me, I think that defense is going to be much improved. I, I agree. I, to me, the thing about the defense that people are sleeping on is that Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov and Scott Pioli and everybody in the organization has managed to assemble this great cast of young players, but they haven't hit their stride for a full season yet. Like we've seen them get really like gel together down the stretch. And that's what's helped propel the Falcons into the playoffs both years and once to a Super Bowl and once, like you said, very close. And if they, if they come out of the gates hot with that defense clicking and if, and if Matt Ryan adjusts in his second year the way he did um, with Kyle Shanahan, then this team has a chance to be very special. Yeah, and you got you know backs playing for jobs and, and money, and Tevin Coleman's going to get paid after the season. And I just you know for me, you know, adding Ridley will help their pass game a lot too because it's going to help prevent all those doubles on Julio, or at least as many once he gets in there, and he will get in there. Um, so for me, I, I look, I like that team, but again, it wouldn't shock me to see the Saints. The Vikings, the Eagles, the Rams in this in the you know NFC Championship game. No, I'm with you. What all right? So how do you see Aaron Rodgers beating the Jaguars secondary? Just offense Get, beats I, defense outside the pocket. Hmm. They, that's where he'll he'll beat them with his when the play breaks down. Um, now, if the pressure. If Unique Ngagwe, like I said, is what those guys said he was last week, <laughs> then that's going to be an entirely different animal up front now. You're talking about, you know, if you had a Von Miller-type presence over there thrown in with Clayus Campbell on one side and those big guys in the middle, um, then I think it's a different different kind of situation. So, But, again, I think Rodgers, 
outside the pocket will create so many problems for them that it, that's what it will win the game. And, and, you know, it's one thing to cover a guy. It's another thing to cover a guy for half an hour. And sometimes he makes that happen. Yep. They're pretty good at it. So you got Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers, 27. Jacksonville Jaguars, 20. The Packers will cover the spread. The small market, the small market Super Bowl. That is a yeah, small market. Um, yeah, the NFL would go, ugh, we don't want that. No way. They'd love it. They'd be fine. Oh, no, they wouldn't. You don't think so? Aaron Rodgers on the Super Bowl stage against like an all-time defense? Tiny market against a tiny market. They don't want that. They want the Cowboys and the um, and the Raiders. They could get that Super Bowl. That's what they want. Hmm. No, they want Rams Chargers. That's what they want. No, they want Cowboys. Cowboys Steelers is the ideal Super Bowl. That's true. Cowboys Steelers is a no pants dance for the NFL front office. All right, we uh, we're we're over our, a, a slotted time limit here. We always run through it quickly. Pete, follow him at PriscoCBS on Twitter. Watch him on CBS Sports HQ. That's at cbssports.com backslash live. And check out the, uh, the the full season. What else you got coming up? Um, hit the road. Got an HQ uh, hits today, uh, this week, and then hit the road later in the week. I'm, I'm ready. All right, I'm ready Pete. to see some football, man. Thanks, buddy. See ya.